Welcome everyone to this episode of this one time at OU. We have another great guest on for this show, Kale Burke, who works for the university and also works in the outreach community in Athens. So welcome, Kale. Thank you. And welcome, Roz. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hi, Good. Kale. Hello. Uh, it's it is spelled so everyone knows C A L E, not like not like the vegetable, vegetable. (laughs) which I do not like, I must confess. I know it's super healthy for you. And so many people have said, try this version of kale. You'll like this version. There's zero good version. Never do. (laughs) Zero. It's like, I'm not with Brussels sprouts. Hey, but Roz, before we get started, how was skiing? You're always out having fun. Where'd you guys go? Uh, Yes, we went uh, to Aspen, Colorado, uh, which was just a bucket list trip. And it was really nice. They have four mountains there and a very cool town. Lots of good eating, skiing, partying. I was I was in my social uh, heyday because we didn't have a car, so we took shuttles and buses everywhere. So I was chatting up a storm with everybody. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Everyone's so nice here. I love you guys. <laughs> well, you're like, where are you from? You know, when it's a, a touristy town like that. Yeah, so it awesome. was really fun. You know, I wish I had done OU has snow cats, which my friend's daughter, who's at OU now, joined. And I'm like, how did I miss that when we were there? What snow cats? Like a ski team? It's a ski. Tr- it's a ski. T- uh, not a team, but oh, yeah, just a, a ski club. club. Yeah, a ski club, and they always do one big trip. They just went to Big Sky, Montana, and then they do social things throughout the year, like. Um, they were like, it, when it was snowing, it's been snowing there a lot this year. They said, let's get together and have a snowball fight. And how it, fun is that? That is. Well, actually, OU has a huge snowball fight uh, history. We have to someone talk about that. But I wonder if anyone ever skied Jeff Hill. That's the way to do it. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun and excited to have Kale on. So welcome, Kale. Right now you live in Athens. Are, are you from the area? No, I'm actually from Columbus, um, Columbus kid born and raised. So this is definitely outside my, my norm. And you said you just moved to Athens in 2020. I did. Back to Athens anyways. (laughs) I came down for the masters of public administration program at, uh, school. Ah. And are you still in, are you in school now? Um, I just found out this week that I got accepted to the doctoral program at Scripps for uh, health communication. So I'll be starting that in, in September. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Just like we're the same age. Yeah, I would love to do that. Way nice. to go. You pulled it off and you're in school in, in Athens. Not, I, I think Columbus has a college. I'm not sure, but you picked yeah. a better one in Ohio. <laughs> so we have to uh, uh, let the listeners know that Kale is also working as a project manager for the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Service. And he is also the founder and executive director of Southeast Ohio Hope Center. So Kale is busy and going to school. I, I don't know how you're doing all this. Well, <laughs> it helps that I'm divorced. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, she's not listening. <laughs> so tell us about your like Athens journey. Like how did, did, I, did you go there for your bachelor's? I did not. I went to the University of Cincinnati for my bachelor's. So I'm a non-traditional student. Um, I went back to college when I was uh, when I was 29, 
for undergraduate. I was in the military from 87 to 91 in the Navy. Uh, and, thank uh, you for your service. Wonderful. Me and Tim <laughs> have that in common. So, yeah. So he was an army dog, but you know, we're not going <laughs> to And um, so I went back to school at 29 and then I got divorced in um, 2020, got separated in 2019 after a 30, uh, a 28 year relationship. So decided to reinvent myself and looked at going uh, into public service. I'm so total transparency. I'm a person of long-term recovery, which means I haven't had any mind altering drugs or alcohol since February 7th of 2011. Oh, congratulations. One day at a time. And yeah, that's something. Um, I, I decided when I got divorced that I wanted to dedicate my life and my career to helping the recovery field. Because I had a 17-year career in IT sales, which, you know, it's as a, as a six-figure account executive, I mean, that's nice, but you, I got tired of increasing somebody else's bottom line. So um, left my house in, in the Burbs and Hilliard and um, moved to the west side for a while of Columbus and then decided to go back to get my MPA here in Athens. So I moved here in 20. July of 2020 during the height of the pandemic. Now, what made you choose Athens? I mean, first of all, that's awesome that you decided to make that switch. I'm in the nonprofit business myself, and I get what you mean about not just working to make someone rich, but working to really change lives. So that's amazing. But why did you choose Athens for your master's? Um, The Voinovich School, highly recommended. The, um, the, The Master's of Public Administration program is one of the best in the country highly renowned in the state of Ohio. A lot of the people I was working with at the state level, um, three different people, executive directors of state level agencies recommended the Voinovich School. So that was my decision. That's how I made that decision. All right, OU. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Kale, I was reading about some things that you had said, and I was really impressed when when you talk about, um, even you mentioned earlier the pandemic and how that's been a, a problem for people getting help in, in the rehab and recovery community. Uh, but you talked about how you want to help people and you can't change the world, but you can maybe help a few, few lives. And I really like your, your quote that says, you know, what's your soul worth? Tell mm. me how you came up with that. Well, again, when I, um, when I, my marriage is falling apart, I was trying to figure out what my purpose was. I mean, the, one of the things about being in, so I'm also total transparency. I work a 12-step program, and uh, I'm just going to leave it at that because it is anonymous. But part of the 12 steps is to really to give back, right? Once you get recovery, once you get sober, is to give back. You've got to give away what you was given freely to me. And mm-hmm. um, after spending, like I said, 17 years in the IT world, I mean, I was making good money and living in the suburbs. And it just felt like there was a disconnect because in Columbus, I lived in Hilliard, which was two exits up from the West side, which was one of the highest OD rates in the state. And um, I I did a lot of volunteer work while the last three years I was in the IT field. I was head of security at a homeless outreach on the hilltop on Hag Avenue. I, I mean, I literally, pulled people out of trap houses and got them into Mary Haven. And um, that was the most fulfilling thing I had in my life. And when I um, got divorced, 
I wanted to expand on that. I didn't want to just do it volunteer as a hobby. I wanted to make a career out of it. So that's where that quote kind of came from. I had to take a hard look at what I wanted to do with the remainder of my life. Well, well played. And for those who aren't from the Columbus area, we mentioned the hilltop. It is really like a tent city. Um, it's a lot of people struggling there for sure. So it's great that you're able to help out. Now, how did that you went to OU to get public administration to continue that field? And then yeah. and then then so, what brought you to the local community in Athens? So what my idea was, was instead of doing street level work, I wanted to do it at the state policy level. So initially my idea, my goal was to get my MPA. It's a year program. We were the first cohort to go into this year in-person program. Um, and then I was going to go back to Columbus and get a job at a state level agency. And then um, when I got here, I actually live in Nelsonville, which is outside of Athens. Um, I live about a block and a half from Stewart's Opera House, uh, right off the square. I noticed that in Nelsonville, during the pandemic, everybody was inside. There was nobody outside except for the people that had substance use disorder substance use issues and they were rummaging through trash and it was as bad here as it was on the west side of Columbus in some parts and I thought that was like I just didn't feel that that was right um and I've also I volunteer for uh the VA drug court I'm a peer mentor for the VA drug court here in Athens County so I got involved with the local community through that through um, and started working with the guys from the Clem House uh, which is a men's recovery house over on Dairy Lane, over by the Ridges, um, right next door to the 317 board in the Dairy Barn. And that's where they are. So I got really involved with the local area because I am not one just to sit back and not be active in my own recovery and try to give away what I have. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely an issue down there. Such yeah. a, a, all the poverty around there and everything. Um, and so how have you found Athens? Have you liked it as a town? I, I mean, hopefully it's coming more alive since you moved there in the middle of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I de there is definitely a difference between Nelsonville and Athens. And I go to the VA drug court. I mean, I'm on Court Street every Tuesday. So it is in the last year, I've definitely seen it open back up. The businesses are opening back up. Restaurants are opening back up. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to this spring. It, this fall, there was a lot more students on the street on Tuesdays than I'd ever seen before. So it's, it's definitely opening back up. And I have a 14-year-old daughter. So I'm trying to get her to come to uh, OU when she gets uh, to be college age, because as long as I work for the Voinovich School, she can go for free. So, oh, yeah. I have a son there. Yeah. And, and don't give him a choice. Don't, don't give him a choice yeah. because I got told my, Hey kids, you should go to OU or some other schools. And then they said other schools and I should have just said, no, you're going to OU. So, uh, <laughs> I take her down. We go to Casa a lot. And uh, now that it's open back up so every time she, she comes down once a month. So I take her to the ridges behind, cause I, my office is building 19 at the ridges, which is the old sanitarium. Oh uh, yeah. We've talked all about that on this podcast. And so that behind, place is fascinating. <laughs> well, behind there, there's a, there's a nature trail. It's like a couple miles. So I take her hiking over there up the radar hill so she could see the whole out, the whole vista. 
So she's starting to like it. And she was just down this weekend and we walked down Court Street going to Casa and she was checked out. I mean, now my daughter is 14 and she doesn't look 14. She looks, I mean, she walks down Court Street and she looks like a sophomore or a junior. So all these guys are checking her out. And all of a sudden she's like, yeah, maybe this is not such a bad place, dad. So <laughs> hopefully I can get her here so I could keep a thumb on her a little bit. I mean, the first year she had to be at the dorms, but. And I'm currently looking, I'm currently house uh, shopping because when I go to, uh, when I start my doctoral program, I'm doing it part-time and working at Voinovich. So I'm taking the five-year plan. So I'm definitely staying for a while. I would take the 50-year plan if I was you. You know, you're already there. You got it all. Because you're only going to build, and so much in the business that you do, I would imagine your uh, name recognition and, you know, just doing it right goes a long way, particularly with the court system and, the, and at the state level. Yes. Well, and we're very blessed in Athens. There's a lot of recovery services. There's Athens Hope. There's the Gathering Place, which is uh, which is mental health and co-occurring. So they do mental health and substance use disorder. It's right over there by the sheriff's office at Recovery Corner. I mean, we've got a lot of really good, uh, strong resources. And I've done a, a fairly good job of partnering with all those because, again, being the guy from Columbus, I mean, I have to borrow credibility of people that are already here. And I think I bring value. I mean, I, I, I definitely think that. So let me just back up with the recovery community organization. It is where the, the it's post acute. So you think about acute being somebody wants to go to detox, then they go to some type of rehabilitation or treatment. So that usually lasts 30 to 45 days. And then what happens at the end of that, they get handed a book of AA meetings and say, good luck, find a sponsor. And then we wonder why people keep rotating through the system. So what an RCO does, or recovery community organization does, is picks up where that leaves off. So it's an it's a organization run by people in recovery, for people in recovery. And it's like, how do you get your life back? How do you get your license back? How do you get your kids back? And what do you do the other 23 hours of the day that you're not sitting in an AA meeting or a right. whatever 12-step meeting it is? And so I've got an, um, I'm written into a, a grant that's partnered with OU and Hawking College. And essentially it is working with the maker spaces. So there's a maker space in Athens with rural action. There's one at Hawking College and there's one in Somerset, which is, uh, north of here and what we're doing is bringing people in early recovery into those maker spaces and like let's show you how to use metal working tools or woodworking tools like something to do with your hands in early recovery and it's a safe place for people to go so we're working with that to also drive them to the RCO so if you'd like to know more about this go to the RCO which Hawking College has given us space so it's here in Nelsonville so that's right. going to start, that's going to kick off in um, March, end of March, early April. So we're looking forward to that. Great. That seems like you got a lot going on for sure. You, you I mean, you've already made an impact. Now, uh, for those places, and uh, the last place you mentioned, is that funded through the school? Did you say, or is it private donation? Did you say where the you know folks in recovery are helping others in recovery? Are they, you know, it takes money to keep the lights on and to have space? Is, is that so the Inspire, the Inspire grant is a federal grant. And then I've gotten some money from OMOS, which is Ohio Mental Health and Addiction Services. 
And our behavior health board here locally is the 317 board. They do mental health and, and substance use, and I've gotten some funding through them. So uh, it's, essentially it's all grant driven. So I'm doing a lot of grant writing. Ah, uh, I know all about that. <laughs> That's what Roz does. Yeah. So you guys can share your grant stories. <laughs> uh, no, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely an art form. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of experience with that. Well, that's great that there's such a, to know that, I mean, I, I can speak to the bar community, Kale, but I can't speak to the recovery community. And it's good to hear that other side of it, that in Athens, there's also a lot of resources for people who need that help and, and yeah. lots of different options and you're bringing new ones. And that's, that's awesome. And yeah. another, another shout out I like to, uh, to throw out there is the collegiate recovery community over at, um, at OU itself. What is the main, I always forget the name of the, the, the student center. It's on the third floor of the student center. The Baker center. The Baker, Baker. Center. third floor of the Baker center. There's the recovery the Collegiate Recovery Community and uh, the CRC and Ann Addington is the one who runs that. And during the pandemic, um, that was my connection because I didn't have my 12 step meetings from Columbus and everything was online. So every Friday at three o'clock, the Collegiate Recovery Community has an open recovery meeting. Um, they were doing it via Zoom, but now I believe they're doing it in person at third floor Baker Center. So. Big shout out to Ann and the CRC. What was it? When does that occur? You said uh, Friday afternoons at three o'clock. And that, I you know I was getting ready to ask that question before you brought up. Do you see in Athens? Of course, you have the college students that maybe uh, you know got in a little trouble, and then you also have a community that that has had uh, you know some issues for with the economy and and lack of some stable work. I think it attributes to all that. Do you see an equal balance, or is it mostly? Um, you know, in your community outreaches, are students there as well? Um, with the with when the work that I'm doing inside of Athens proper, there seems to be um, the meetings I go to. There seems to be a good mix of both students, um, staff, um, and faculty, and the local community. Now, the outreach, what we're doing out in the outlying areas, that those definitely tend to be people from the local area that don't have transportation to be able to get into. So the, one of the worst things about Appalachia, Ohio, and specifically our region, the 317 board, which is Hawking, Vinton in Athens County, is the, the lack of uh, real public transportation and, oh, yeah. uh, and high-speed internet connection. Those are the two major issues with this area. So the RCO, the Recovery Community Organization that I'm um, heading up, we're doing more um, mobile. So we're, so for example, right now I'm working with Hawking County's opiate task force to try to figure out where to bring some of these resources into that local area because they don't have transportation to get to Athens. Um, but, and as far as Athens proper, um, I see a good mix at the meetings of, of both, again, um, faculty, locals, and, and students. Yeah, and I would think just the nature of OU being a college town, law enforcement, uh, court systems would be a little more understanding than, say, you know, a, a larger area. Is that true? Um, there tends to be, um, I mean, you know, 
OU was the number one party school for 20 years in Playboy, right? I mean, that's just the way it goes. I mean, it's never really going to, I don't really think it's going to ever shake that, um, that uh, image. And that's a draw for some people. And not to say that, you know, that's a bad thing, but I think we also need to have uh, the other side of it. Like not everybody parties too, too right? So, um, I mean, does that answer your question directly? I think I got lost. <laughs> no, I, I think so. Thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, I was saying to Roz, like, oh, yeah, OU is a party school. We had no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they really tried to to downplay that now, Gail. My, they do. So, we do. They really, you know, I went through the orientation with my son and everything, and they're like, we are. That was in the 80s. We're good now. <laughs> Like, and yeah, when why, I went there, I closed it down. <laughs> and that's but, why the uh, is so important. I think that's why the collegiate recovery community is really uh, putting a stamp on the area, because, uh, the student population, because they are giving kids um, alternatives to that. Right. And and one thing we and a lot of people like about OU is that how tightly uh, the university works with Athens and vice versa. I'm sure there's tensions there behind the scene, but it's from the outside, it certainly seems like they're pretty cohesive. No. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Like they, they definitely, I mean, it's too small a uh, town not to be working together. So that's what you see, because you work for the university and you're out there doing your things in the community. So uh, they just, they work together great, don't they? Is that I true? Believe, absolutely, they do. <laughs> okay, and, good. Hand in glove. And so let me think about it. If you've been in Athens, when did you arrive? 2020. So this is like your uh, sophomore year or your junior <laughs> right, year, right? right. <laughs> yeah. you got, do you feel you've been around, seen everything in Athens? Because there's so much, um, I don't know, there's there's a lot of great food in Athens, a lot of good music. I guess at well, Nelsonville, you, do you come to Athens other than coming on Tuesdays? Uh, I do because my office, is again, is over there at the Ridges. So I do a lot of my hiking at um uh, Stroud's, Stroud's Run, and I do a lot of my hiking at the point of it, or excuse me, at the ridges. Um, so during the pandemic, I mean, the the social hiking is very social distance, right? So, and I got a kayak. I've rented. I I love the kayak. So, but the other piece of my transparency is I'm a group home kid from Columbus. So from 14 to 17, I was in a group home and lived in apartments all my life, and like. That I, I got emancipated to join the Navy. So wow. to come here and to see all this nature, right? To go hiking. I have a mountain bike. I go mountain biking. I mean, it's just been a completely um, transformative kind of thing. And again, all these things I did away from other people. So there is a uh, trail that runs along the river, Hawking River, starts here at Rocky Boots and goes all the way into Athens uh, through the through the plains and that whole area. So that I, trail goes all the way from Athens to Nelsonville? Yes. Along so the had, river? I had no idea. So I didn't know I it went that, that far. Wow. Yeah, I bike that. Um, I, I again I do a lot of kayaking at both Lake Hope and out at, at Dow Lake. I mean, so I mean, I just, that is really what made me stay here is, and one of the things that I learned in, in, um, in my MPA was 
there is an extraction theory that happens a lot down here where, and it's been hundreds of years in the making, right? First it was timber and then it was coal where corporate entities would come in and extract the, the value or the resources out of this area and then leave. And um, I thought the same, I mean, and I almost did the same thing by coming down here and getting a uh, MBA, MPA and then going back to Columbus. And I thought, I mean, there's as much need here as there is in Columbus. And if you do it at a local level, it's more impactful. You see that a lot quicker than you do if you're at a state level. And that's right. really today is, and, and I cannot talk well enough about all these agencies that are, like I said earlier, Athens Hope and The Gathering Place and, and Recovery 360. All these people are doing fabulous, outstanding work and they're so welcoming and they and uh, jobs and family services the re-entry program sean stover over there i mean people are just doing fantastic work here and they do it because they care like everybody that's on the that's on the treatment team for the for the va drug court they're all volunteers like i am they're not getting paid for that but they want to make sure that you know they make they're making their community a better place and helping people get to recovery so, I mean, it's just, I've never seen more hands on deck at anywhere than I have here. And it does, uh, I mean, it really changed my perspective and what my trajectory of what I wanted to do with my, with my life. And I'm very glad, I mean, like Tim said, you know, maybe it is the 50 year plan. Like I would love to get my PhD and just stay here because I mean, I love it here. And Columbus is so flat. Like everything's on a grid and it's the outer belt. And oh, it's awful. Like, think of like in Columbus, you have tons of traffic. And in Athens, all you have to wait on is maybe to, a long line to see a great band. Right, right. And it's still right. only 20 people. Mm. Right. We are, uh, the RCO is going to have a booth or a tent at the Black Diamond Music Festival putting, being put on by the, Hawking College this year. So come look for the RCO there. Yellow balloons. Look for the yellow balloons. Will do for and sure. And people talk a lot about the Nelsonville Music Festival. Hopefully that's going to be on again this year. Yeah, it's going to be in September, I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm been meaning to get to that. Yeah, Roz, we Roz, we need to go there for sure. Yes, I know. you do. I know. Well, my son's on the five-year plan right now, so he's got <laughs> one another year. <laughs> I'm hoping he. I'm hoping he settles there. I would love that excuse to go visit all the time. That, that would be great. Well, so uh, we usually wrap it up. You're probably gonna say the same thing I was, Tim. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like we've already captured this answer because you talked about. Uh, getting in nature and how much you enjoyed that. I was also thinking if you got your bachelor's at uni the University of Cincinnati, right? Yes. So that's a total city college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you're, good. yeah. I mean, that's a great college too. Not knocking the Bearcats, but uh, you're not getting any country time. You're not kayaking. No, you're not. <laughs> so we'd like to end the interview with just uh, your your favorite memory of a time in Athens uh, and you haven't been there very long, but do you have a favorite memory to end it with? Sure. So um, COVID and it was like a Wednesday 
and I rented a kayak over on Lake uh, Dow Lake. And it was, like I said, it was a Wednesday afternoon and it was wrapped, it was like April or May. And I was trying to decide what I was gonna do with whether I was gonna go back to Columbus, whether I was gonna stay here. A lot of things were up in the air. And mm -hmm. I was out in the middle and there was nobody and it was really quiet and it was, it was calm. And this crane, there's a crane that lives out there. I guess there's a couple, but this crane came over my head. And I swear to God, I could have reached up and touched it. And then it landed like, cause I was kind of towards the edge and it landed like within, I don't know, a couple of maybe 25, 30 feet from me and just sat there and looked at me. And I thought, now that's, I mean, if I haven't, like, if that's not the universe telling me that this is where I need to be, I don't know what else is. <laughs> that was, it was looking at you saying, stay. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. A, a true sign from above. It was. It was. Wow, so that's, that's wild. That's my favorite memory. And, and it was so clear. You know, the blue skies on Lake Dow, it reflects off a Dow Lake. And it was just, it was one of those like moments that I'll never forget. That uh, sounds fantastic. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> our last episode, we had Lisa Milne on, who was a rower there. And she would always say one of her favorite things with the sunset out at the lake. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I hadn't really experienced it. We'll have to do that as well, Roz. Maybe that's a good yes. September trip. Well, Kale, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, sharing for your your wonderful story. Like uh, a lot to be proud of, and uh, fortunate there's people in the world that can that pay it forward like you're doing. Well, I just appreciate you having me on. Yes, right. I I am awed by your dedication and and your hard work. That's really going to make such a big difference to people who need it. And but good, you know, just keep it up. That's awesome. I think yeah. I've said that too many times this podcast, but, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but it's all true. It's well, true. <laughs> all right. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.